Who knows who we're going to talk about? Yeah, Moshe. I don't even know why we're on the phone. Gotta go. Bye. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. And today, we are having back a special guest, Kat, coming back for a second round of crazy, bonkers, bananas, amazing stories from true life experience. <laughs> That's a new theme song. Can that be a new theme song? You can make that for us? Cool. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah, I'll be. Uh, how, how I know a girl. That? I'm good. Yeah. I am good. Dealing with quarantine and kids, you know the deal. Yeah, yeah. This is Joy. our third fourth uh, paranormal pandemic podcast. <laughs> it's that third. <laughs> no, it, you're right. It is. It is at four. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you can hear mine in the background. She's ex- expressing herself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, we all have kids floating around here somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what she calls her pacifier? What? She calls it her dada. Oh. <laughs> she has two mommies and she calls her pacifier her dada. I mean, right. Enzo just walked into the bathroom like yesterday and and he comes in just like no knocks, nothing, just storms in the bathroom cuz he's going to ask me something, stands on oh the in front of me. What? Hugging my face, giving me kisses, asking me to do something with him. And I'm like, what am I doing right now? Like, <laughs> I was like, mm, privacy. <laughs> like, oh, but mommy, I love you. And like, he'll just tell me how we're best friends forever. And I'm like, still trying to pee. Thanks. Oh my God. I wish I had, I wish I had the same experience. <laughs> I had a boyfriend. We would tandem pee. always wanted to do that. Where I sat and they peed through my legs. While okay, no, that's something very different, Joy. That's yeah. so hot. <laughs> he was so hot. Although um, I do have someone whose partner was really into anytime she was sitting on the toilet, they would come and sit on her lap. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, should we get to it? Um, I'm Joy. I'm Emily. And uh, this is the Residuals. So wait, so where did we leave off last time? So the same house um, in the small town that Emily and I went to college in um, that we talked about last episode, um, I had one of the most significant and probably traumatic experiences of my life in that house. And what's interesting is a ghost tried to warn me that it was going to happen. And I didn't listen. Oh. And Emily, I think you probably remember um, I do. this. But uh, years ago. I, I remember the, the aftermath. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll tell you about this one. So 
I was in art school. Um, I think we've established that, but I was in art school and it was the week of our portfolio review to be able to get into the program. So either you spent a year um, or two, was it two years? I think two years of your academic career building up to try to get into the art program at the school or you didn't get in and Mm. God knows what you did then. But uh, luckily I got in. That week was so stressful that I remember everything that happened um, in detail. I don't know why that happens, but I think the more stress that happens, the more um, memory I have about things. So I had a huge project I needed to submit for this class that I was really excited about. And it was one of those things where like, we had to do, we had to prove that we had a skill, right? I think it was something like um, a drawing and then I had to prove that I knew how to frame it. And so I'd been working for like all, all hours of the night before. And then that entire day on trying to frame this thing perfectly, our professors had us terrified. Um, And I remember I fell asleep on my couch at like six at night, which was really odd. I have always been a pretty kind of, not a deep sleeper, but like a sleepwalker, you know, and like a, like, I'm not necessarily the deepest sleeper, but I didn't have problems sleeping. You know what I mean? So for me to fall asleep at six o'clock on my couch was a bizarre thing. So I woke up at 10 o'clock. So I was so tired, so stressed out that I had a four hour nap. And this is in that house where the lights would turn on and off. I'm pretty sure I woke up to light turning on something bizarre, but like that by then it was completely normal. Mm -hmm. I mean, the entire power in the house would go down and then come Mm -hmm. back on. And so we thought, you know, there was something wrong with the, the electricity or whatever, but combined with the the paranormal activity in the house, I think, um, you know, who knows what was actually going on with that. But I woke up and I remember feeling really, really weird. And I walked down that hallway that gave me the creeps. And I walked through my roommate's room. Remember, it's in the shape of the sea. And I walked into my room and I had the thought, I remember thinking something feels wrong. And so as I walked into the room, I looked and in at the end, at the opposite end of my room was a window that had, was divided into window panes. I don't know how many, like nine, right? In the bottom left-hand corner of the window pane was a tiny little head, like the shape of a person. A head? But a head. It was just a floating head. Okay. And it was on the outside. I know. What? It was, it was on the outside of the window. Okay. Uh-huh. And I remember the reason why it's so significant is I remember it was small. It was the size of a grapefruit, the person's face, but it was an adult. And I mean, this was a split second. Okay. But in my memory, uh, it was almost like I, I remember describing it as a negative, like a reverse, a reverse image of an African-American person. And, so it was um, almost like the reflection of someone looking out? I don't know, because it felt like it was looking in. Yeah. So as soon as I saw it, uh, I froze on my tracks. I backed out of my room backwards. And I turned to my friend, uh, my roommate, Caroline, the mom of the house, the oldest one. And I just remember screaming her name, like, Caroline! And uh, I said... I'm not sleeping in my room tonight. I'm not sleeping in my room tonight. And she said, you know, come on, dude. 
Like you're freaking yourself out. Did that whole conversation, right? You're freaking yourself out. You believe in ghosts. You think this place is haunted. You know, she's kind of like the stoner mellow one that was like, come on, everything's groovy. Like I'm pretty sure she's a work. She's an amazing human being. Um, and I just remember thinking, no, I should not sleep in my room tonight. That something feels wrong. So I slept in my room that night, (laughs) but before I went to bed, before I went to bed, I took a hair tie and I put it around my door knob and I pulled the door shut and I somehow I'm like, I come from a family of engineers. So I totally like rigged a little thing uh, to keep my door shut. And I also thought, you know, if somebody happened to like open my door and snap that, I would know something was wrong. So I told my roommate about it and, and, uh, then, but my other, my one roommate didn't come home that night. She, uh, for the, like the first time, there's so many different things that happened that night that were so bizarre and strange. Like my roommate telling me, nah, don't worry about it. Normally she was like the kind of person that would be curious about what I was experiencing. Cause I don't remember her ever talking about experiences in the house herself. She actually lived on the back porch that they turned into a room yeah. <laughs> college. Um, <laughs> but that night my one roommate didn't come home. And so I just thought it was really bizarre, but so I go to bed I fall asleep and I don't hear anything. It's a normal night. And then all of a sudden snap. (sighs) And I'm like, Oh fuck. And I just remember it was like a nightmare. I just remember holding my, my comforter up to my face and I was frozen. I'm like, it's a fucking ghost dude. There is a person in my room. I was sound asleep and there was a man and he was in standing in my room and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And this would have been the full, the first full body apparition I had ever had a significant real life experience with. Right. And then, and then this shadow moves across the, the room and doesn't come too close to me, but it goes to my bookshelf and the things on my bookshelf start moving. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I'm like, I have to say something. So I say, hello. And this person and this person turns around and he goes, Oh shit. And he was a real live person. And I was being robbed. I was being robbed. What? Oh yeah. <laughs> so my heart's in my throat. He takes off like someone like he had seen a ghost, okay? Because I think he was so out of his mind that he didn't know that anyone was home, you guys. It's crazy. So he takes off, runs down the hall. I'm like, there's a lot of missing time, right? Um, All I remember is being very angry and, like, sprinting after him and realizing that my bike was stolen. Uh, (gasps) Like, our our VCR was stolen. Like, all of this stuff. And that fucker, he took... The one thing that's so funny is that he sat down to eat uh, Tostitos? Yeah, 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 dude. No, I can't even begin. He he stole yeah. the Tostitos from our cabinet. What? Like, what fucker? Who does he, that? Who does that? There dude? is like an so. extra level of like, ew and fuck you to like someone That's eating violated. food in your house right. when they're robbing you. Like, yeah. just the yeah. I don't know, like the bravado or like the arrogance of just being like, yeah, yeah sit here and eat their food. <laughs> what? 
no, yeah. like, rob me and get out like you care that you're going to yeah. get caught. Like, <laughs> like a what? That is not crazy. that I want to be robbed. I'm just uh, saying. Right. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the crazy thing, right? So we call the cops. Of course, cops are like show up three hours later. You know, whatever, college kids. Okay. No, but nobody was hurt, you know. There's like, get this. When I get to the living room and I realize, uh, you know, I alerted everybody. It, well, the thing, is, okay, let me back up. The thing that's crazy is that all of my roommates, except the one that would have locked the door to my room, everyone was home except her. So the, he, this is crazy. He busted through the window pane. The bottom. Did you saw the face in? I saw the face in, but not in the window in my room where I saw the face, but in the, in the room next to it. Whoa. So <clears throat> here's the deal. I, I've been intuitive my whole life. So I have, I had this thing that had, it took me years to work out the difference between my intuition and trauma. Right. right? Because I ignored myself when I saw that premonition or I saw that ghost or if, if, if it was my brain creating a scenario of like, maybe he had scoped out the house before and I was picking up that energy. Uh, but as a 19 year old kid, you're racking your brain, like trying to figure it out. So I didn't realize that I actually got, you know, I have PTSD from that experience. Like, yeah all the classic signs of trauma, that kind of thing that I have a grip on now, thank God. But at the time it was pretty crazy because when I went to the living room, I looked down and, and saw that that window pane had been busted out and that he had reached through and he grabbed the lock to open the door, that kind of stuff. There was blood everywhere. There was, <gasps> there was alcohol in the, he on the is terrible at this. It was, it was <laughs> really bad. Well, what the dipshit. and you know so like I just I never I couldn't sleep after that and I you know I I had like a lot of experiences where like I would hear something and I would wake up years later you know but anyway what's kind of cool about that is that there's kind of if you look back Joy you you were talking about this with me too before was that first few months that I lived in that house was when I also got that dude walking through my room wearing all navy yeah, yeah. and just kind of like invading my space so you know I don't know if it was paranormal in nature if it was uh like I don't know interdimensional or like psychic or if all of those mm-hmm. things are blended yeah um, but but that experience really really kind of launched me further into to wanting to get to the bottom of these types was, of experiences. So this house was. Well, on I remember this your apartment was on the first floor. Yeah, it was a it was that two story house. So it was like the the upper part of the house um, was turned into it, it, the upper part of the house must have been an attic, but I, I can't remember. I think the back was built up. I'm just okay. So he could have been peering through a window. Mm-hmm. You fell asleep early on mm-hmm. the couch. So from mm-hmm. six to ten, during like a normal time when people would be like, "Oh, is anyone home? Is mm-hmm. anyone sleeping?" You were not in your room. So if mm-hmm. he had looked through a window, mm-hmm. it's pretty likely that he would have thought, "Okay, no one is home because no one is in this room right now." Um, so I'll come back into this room later. Well, was your room at the front of the house? Sleep. Yeah. 
So mm. yeah, if, it, if it's shaped like a C, it was one of the wings that stuck out. Yeah. And what's, you know, that house was just fucking crazy. I mean, I, I remember thinking we stupidly played with the Ouija board in it and just kept ah. spelling, I know, spelling you know who, and we're just like, ah, the whoops. <laughs> like, um, and then we explored the, the basement of the house, and my friend went underneath the, um, no. the crawl. No. I don't what you're going to say. No, 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 no. Know what she found? No. No. Bottle of mercury. <gasps> and a wedding dress covered in dirt. Shut up. Huh? Buried in <laughs> like, a logical place Everybody's to put it. Everybody's got a bottle of mercury. I mean, it's why like, did I live there? I, it's like five year anniversary. Mercury. I mean, <laughs> well, the place used the place used to be a doctor's office. <laughs> yeah, but why a wedding dress? I, just so you know, I literally I know. have a bottle of mercury like five feet from me. Right yeah, but no that way! doesn't surprise me. Yeah. No way. That's funny. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just think, like, all these like little weird anomalies with that house, like just weird, weird shit. Do you think that because it was a doctor's office, that might be why there was so much energy, just because of maybe a funny one passed away there, or like having semi-traumatic like health issues and it, holding that memory or anything? Especially yeah, if I mean, people yeah, walking cause... through and they don't seem to be aware that someone else is there, although the the dude peering around the corner. Right, right. Well, I used to live in that room that uh, was my roommate's. So I'm telling you about. Like, I moved from that room to the other room, and yeah. they told me oh. the owners of the house told me that that used to be the exam room. Do I? The the room that I got robbed in was the um, waiting room, right? Because I had a separate door. Yeah. So the room that was broken into was also mm-hmm. previously your room. Uh. Both rooms were my room at one point, right? But so one- when I first moved into the house, the the one that he would have had to walk through to get to the room that I'm speaking from or speaking of, where I was sleeping and got robbed. Where was where was the broken window? The broken window was in the the waiting room. The the oh no the sorry the the broken window was in the middle part of the C. I know this is probably really hard to describe. So it would have been the living room area. Yeah, yeah. So okay, where you were sleeping? Yeah, exactly. That's okay. the broken window. I see. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yep. Wow. So, so I had the vision of being someone peering in, um, in the room where I normally sleep, not in the living room where I right. took a nap. Okay. And he broke the window in the room where I took a nap. Mm-hmm. Where right. I also caught the 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 image of that dude that was really angry. That's yeah. crazy. Here, here's kind of a cool story, right? So I move out. <laughs> no shit. Uh, like that I, night? <laughs> yeah, I wish. No, you know, it, it was difficult. My parents, my parents were, they lived in England. Um, I was alone. I didn't, you know, I was 19. I just had this really super traumatic experience. So no, I slept in Caroline's room for three months. Um, yeah, don't blame me. I couldn't leave her side. I was, I was scared. I went through all the typical trauma response, like thinking he was going to come back and like mm-hmm. all that crap. But I did get uh, really good help um, eventually. But um, after, after that, I moved into an apartment, and uh, probably about two years, two years later, yeah, because that's when we would have been graduating. Two, two and a half years later, I was at a bar, so I see this guy, and um, my roommate. And that house at the time told me, uh, 
I don't remember timelines, but at some point she told me like, Hey, you know, uh, once all of us had moved out, she's like, my friend actually moved into the house. And I'm like, Oh man. And I run into that friend at this bar and I'm like, dude, and it's not like me like to, to pull a guy over and be like, Hey, come here. Come here. So I'm like, dude, Hey, come here. <laughs> big deal for me. <laughs> yeah. What's up? I'm like, do you live at blah, blah, blah. Beep, beep, beep. And he's like, yeah. Why? I'm like, can we talk? He's like, oh, dude, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do you have weird? Ex-? And he like cut me off. He was like, TV turns on. <gasps> he's like, power in the whole house goes out. I'm like, yeah. He's like, lights go out. Yeah. He's like, um, I go levitating plates, and he looks at me. I'm like, never mind. And then, <laughs> and I go, dude, that house changed my life. And he goes, how? You know, I told him the whole story about, like, the premonition of the guy coming in. He goes, wait a second. Dude broke into the house. He, he, I, I said, yeah. He goes, okay, same shit just happened in the house again while my roommate's girlfriend was sleeping alone and we were all out. What the fuck? You think it was and insane? I'm like, Yeah. It had to have been unless he told a buddy. He's like, yeah, go hit this house. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm gonna assume it's New the same dude. Moved in, so. I mean, right? <laughs> New like, oh, oh, fresh New shit. <laughs> bleed everywhere this time. Too. I don't know. I don't know. But it turns out the kid that moved in there said that they had crazy, same, verifiable experiences, oh, wow. like uh, wow. weird stuff. And then the same, the same robbery happened, except they were all. Excuse me they were all boys that lived in the house and these boys felt like fighting and they let's just put it th- this way. They said they took care of the guy they, because they came home <gasps> and he was in the house. Oh, oh good. Wow. You know, That's so they took care of him. I don't think they, 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 you know, but they, they might've delivered a punch or two to the dude, but they, they said he wouldn't be robbing houses as much, but anyway, so I that happened. Just that they, they delivered a few punches to his dick, not dude, which, you know, <laughs> either way, fucking deserved. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember the aftermath of that when we first met, which would have been a year and a half later, I think. Because, yeah. I mean, we honestly, I don't think I slept at my house more than <laughs> like one or two months out of the year after Kat and I became friends because it was just like, constant sleepovers but i remember you getting up numerous times in the middle of the night to go check that the front door was locked oh i know i developed a serious case of ocd after that because of all the uh, anxiety because well, of yeah anxiety. no doubt yeah. you did well, what's crazy here's what's crazy too back to your comment joy about uh the the place being a doctor's office right mm. the and and um, you basically I remember, I, I think I looked at my journals and before I got robbed, I was starting to have obsessive medical thoughts. What? And, and I don't, I don't really talk about this because I don't have them anymore. Yeah. But I started becoming like what I, like in my journal, I remember thinking like uh, reading something like, did I look up hypochondria or something like that? Because I started becoming really concerned about sickness, about, um, you know, like, what is this bump on my arm? Like, because you were oh my God. And this is in a waiting room where yeah, everybody I'm, was having those thoughts. Right. And I thought oh it was going crazy. I remember talking to my best friend, like, when did this happen? She's like, well, 
She's like, I think it was a little bit before then, but yeah, I was like, okay, but I don't have that. You need like a Magneto helmet when you go places. (laughs) I do. It's frustrating. Well, and I also think about like this and the difference between being an empath versus an intuitive and, you know, I, I really love reading about this kind of stuff. I want to ask you about the orange light. The orange light. So years, years later, at the farmhouse? Yeah. Oh, man, this is a good one. Y'all ready? It was a summer probably about yeah, 13, 12, 13 years ago. Um, she bought a horse farm. And it was, I talk about that horse farm like almost every day because it was one of those magical, magical places. You know, it's really, really, really old, but has uh, a lot of potential. And her mom happens to be one of the most incredible decorators. Um, It's a hobby too, right? So she's a top real estate agent up in uh, Northern Virginia, DC area. And her hobby has always been redecorating rooms. Um, and I think there's always been like a, a room that she's redecorated or was in the status of being decorated, um, at all times, um, since I was like 13. Um, so uh, something's always under construction anyway. So when Chrissy got this farm, her mom, uh, was like, holy crap, this is the perfect place to be able to decorate and, you know, decorate just like a J crew catalog. I mean, the place was unbelievable. They had like one of those huge clocks on the wall and like. (laughs) exposed timber (laughs) and like and like little little like liquor cups that nobody ever ever uses because you don't have time to lounge because this is an actual working horse farm you know but like you can take really great pictures in there and we did and anyway so it the original foundation of the house i think was like built in uh there's two stories one story that i found is that it was actually built in 1793 as wow. a one-room cabin type of place. Yeah. And then um, the other was that it was actually built a little bit later in the 1800s. Um, the history that I, I saw put it obviously way back. So eventually it was built onto a couple of times. So there were extensions um, on both sides of the house. And it was built into the side of a hill. Okay. And the place where it's built has bizarre weather patterns. It's a little strange. Um but there are tons and tons of nooks and crannies in the house. Um, they're up on the second floor. You know, the kind of houses where you visit, they have uh, really, really short doorways. Yes. Cause, and you're like, how, how were people like four foot six? <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> Those are for people like me to live in comfortably. <laughs> awesome. Sorry. I don't mean to be heightist. I had a, a house. I lived in a house like that. So. Okay, yeah. So, okay, and everything's uneven, and, you know, boards are creaking, and there's, like, holes where the eyes um, in the wood used to be. And, like Falling out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, down there. Um, so, on the second floor, there was this room where the, it, it was obvious it used to be a significant room, but they thought, oh, let's put a bathroom in here, and let's extend mm-hmm. it. And there was a, a door that was oddly all the way up to the ceiling, but didn't come down to the floor. <laughs> and a toilet that when you sat on the toilet, your knees would hit the floor. <laughs> or the, oh, sorry, my the, God. Your knees would hit the wall, sorry, oh. in front of you. Even better. So, 
You almost had to like, you know, do your business sideways. It's like, nope, I'd be fine. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. <laughs> but I was always like, what the crap? Because like, I have to use this room because it's the guest bathroom, whatever. And then there were two other rooms that were originally part of the house. So there was that room where the odd toilet was and then and the weird door to heaven. And then like, and then, yeah. Anyway, and then the back part of it was the extension that was built on and became the master. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Was it Sarah the- Winchester's cabinet? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe totally. that is what it was. <laughs> totally. Like I would open my door and fall out on my face. Right. Like, thank you, Sarah. Okay. So anyway, the farmland was um, nothing in particular. There was a spring on site. There was multiple springs on site, which is I always find interesting. I, yep. I'm sure you know water, paranormal activity. That kind yeah, of. a gorgeous barn, um, gorgeous, gorgeous uh, hills, that kind of thing. And then you could tell that it was farmland at at one point. So moving in, um, Chrissy and her family and I, we, I helped everybody move in uh, to the point where we didn't have hot water. At one point, we were showering in the hot tub in the back because that's the only thing we could plug in to work. <laughs> I mean, it's a very memorable summer because not only were we taking care of the horses, we had to move in and fix the house and like do all this kind of cool stuff. One of the best summers of my life, though, because yeah. it's gorgeous, gorgeous land up there and just really good times. So <clears throat> we moving in, we learned that a serious tragedy had happened on the farmland. And uh, Can you sorry, say what it was. Yeah, um, the farmer that lived on the land was driving his tractor and it flipped over on him and crushed <gasps> him instantly. And he was killed oh, in the field. Yeah. Oh, um, then also, a there were cows and the cows all got sick and they had to slaughter about 60 cows in, in the top farm. Oh. So there's that residual energy there. Of this. Um, and I never liked walking from the house to the barn at night. Not just because when you're talking ghosts anyway but just because there's something going on right and then and then something else happened but it was also it's a historic home you know so uh centuries of people and their stuff and their shit inside the house yeah lots of energy um, held in the yeah in the- but especially building. small homes like that, like mm-hmm. the, the paths that people take back and forth over and over and Ooh. over. It's like, right. It's like when you, you walk into like a house that has linoleum flooring and you can see like the paths worn away from how many times you'd walk from the sink to the bathroom. And yep. like, right. I feel like that sort of residual stuff well, you walk through it and you're like, ah, ah. Well, <laughs> well exactly. it's like when we, when we interviewed Rachel and she would see the old guy pacing. Right. The, the kitchen mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, I just walked into that room and I was like, I feel like someone's pacing. Yeah. Like, and I'd been in there for like 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Kat. Carry on. We all need helmets, you guys. Okay. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> I need like a tinfoil bodysuit. I was just going to say, I'll make you an amazing tinfoil one. The first week we move in, we had to go through everything that was left over in the house as per Chrissy's mom's request. She's like, get in there and dig the place out. Get no. rid of everything. No, 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 That's when you find. And a wedding dress with dirt on it. That's when you find like the Zach Bagans cursed box and an Annabelle doll 
Yeah. Oh, I love you, Zach. Yeah. That's like, yeah. So, so of course, where do you start? The attic! The creepy-ass attic, right? Yeah. So, where's the attic? It's the weird door to nowhere in the bizarro Sarah Winchester bathroom. What? Okay, so we open the door. Is that why you, your knees would hit things? Were they hitting the door to the, the portal to hell? Kind of like they had in that soap opera Passions, where the closet led to hell with Timmy. <laughs> Do you remember we used to watch that in college? That was the best. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> R.I.P. Okay, oh, sorry. So we opened the door. And nothing but our favorite little insects come flying out. Ladybugs and ladybugs and ladybugs and ladybugs. Oh. A gazillion of fucking ladybugs, oh, okay? Shit. They were all dead. Oh. They were all ladybug carcasses falling out, flying out. Oh uh, no! That so anyway, like great sign. Weirdly pleasant clinky sound. It's it was yeah. clinky. Clickety clack clack, like nails on a table. It was awful. So we walk up. We walk up. We get to the attic. There's nothing in the attic, except a framed portrait <laughs> of a skinny man with a mustache. And <laughs> and it said Dorian Gray. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> And so I, I <laughs> so yes, it was Dorian Gray. Um, no, it was what we're assuming to be the original owner of the house or one of the owners of the house. Anyway, I walk up to the portrait, I pick it up, dust it off, blow the dust off, and it's one of those like portraits that looks like you can't tell if it was drawn or if it was an actual photograph. Okay. Um, really, really big. Uh, and I recently saw them somewhere. I hadn't seen them since. But anyway, it looked like they were done in the 1800s sometime, obviously, when, when cameras were... Anyway, right next to it on the floor when I picked it up, something falls down. And I look, and I pick it up, and guess what this fucking shit is? It is a blessing for the house. <gasps> and it was a hand-stitched, bless this home keep everyone in it safe, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I turn to Chris and I'm like, this has to stay here. <laughs> and she was like, okay, whatever, dude. Cause she's very nonchalant about everything. She does not believe in ghosts. She is extremely kind of like, just whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like she, she believes my stories and she's, you know, she's she's not like an actual skeptic. It's like she's just indifferent to it. It's like, okay, cool. Like she doesn't want to create any drama, you know? Yeah. I had to drive home to see my parents for like the week or something like that, go back. And when I was gone, her mom came in and decorated. I drove back and when I got to the house, I noticed there were a ton of trash cans outside and lots and lots of junk. And Chrissy came running up to me and she gave me a big hug and I turn to the trash can and I see the portrait and the blessing and I'm like, oh. And I walk inside and I see her mom. I'm like, hey, throw that. And she's like, oh yeah. And then I look out the window and I see the, the portrait in the house blessing disappearing on a truck going down the driveway to the junkyard. And oh no. Like, no. Her mom threw it away. She didn't care. So, 
the the truck is yeah. going down the driveway, and I assume you ran after it like a superhero oh. and like jumped <laughs> off the truck. Yeah, totally. That's exactly what I did. No, it was too. It was it was like three quarters of a mile away. It was very uh. very. It was gone. Oh, and God. I, it's weird. Like when I saw it, I was kind of like, I want that. Like I personally wanted those things. Anyway, yeah. so so after that, obviously shit hit the fan um, because you don't do that. And um, yeah, and so I remember having a couple of significant experiences, like your typical, you know, black smoke floating over you in bed, white smoke floating over you in bed, checking you out, that kind of thing, but. Um, (laughs) those were minor compared to the next one but oh god what's so different uh, I know what's so different about this one um is maybe I shouldn't ruin it but uh, basically a couple years after living in the house um Chrissy I would always go visit her as much as possible because it was like a dream place to be with her and like in this countryside so I went back and I fell asleep one night as per usual um in the room with a really short ceiling in the original part of the house and by then chrissy was starting starting to suspect that something was off inside the house okay my skeptical (gasps) non-believing friend two years was thinking that something was going on okay and she lived in that house for a total i think of 10 11 years oh wow Um, so this is in the beginning of it she kind of said you know i don't really want to hang out in the barn that much you know random accidents started happening um unfortunately like losing horses uh, finding you know your your dog gone too soon like unexplainable (sighs) stuff uh awful yeah and i just always remember feeling really really bad in the barn um and back in the house chrissy would uh have the the nest cameras mm-hmm. uh and the baby cameras and she would put them up and put one in the barn and sometimes she would have to stay up late late at night uh while when she was foaling uh when a mare was sure. about to give birth right because you have to watch the mare because the second they start dropping then it's like okay you got to run and, and help the horse give birth so she'd be up at like all hours of the night and yeah. she told me she told me one night she's not sure if it was like her dream induced psychosis but a man skinny man with a mustache <gasps> was staring at her she, ap- she appeared in the original living room of the house no nope. I, I like this is my best friend who doesn't like drama right so like i push for details and she's like nope yep it's just a man standing there looking at me but i'm not sure if it was because i was half awake or half asleep or whatnot so she just chalks it up to that kind of dream state and being completely out <gasps> I'm like, remember that portrait? She's like, yeah, that guy. I'm like, okay, cool. And that's it. Those are the conversations. It's like a dude. Like, those are the conversations. Damn it, Chrissy. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Whatever. So, you know, I don't say anything about it. I'm like, okay, I never push her too far about it, but I'm like, holy fucking shit. And so I would stay in the house alone sometimes because she would go on vacation. I'd hang out, whatever. No, you know, it's no, just kind of no. unsettling. Never saw the dude. I never saw the dude. What I did see was uh, the black smoke and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So the coolest fucking thing in the entire world happened to me in that house. 
I have had really scary paranormal experiences and I've had two really two or three really beautiful experiences. I had a beautiful experience in that house. Okay. I went to sleep one night when I was visiting and it was a normal night. There was nothing weird about it. Uh, nothing that I can remember that was weird. And I just remember waking up in the middle of the night to what felt like pure love. Oh. Just pure, I love you. Like, I lo- like friendship, um, kindness. But it was, excuse me, it was like, it was more than that. It was really, really overwhelming it's almost like you can't put it into words. That's how potent the emotion was. Yeah. Um, like love doesn't do it justice. It feels like, you know, like a parent's unbelievable, uh, uh, like never ending love for you. Right. Like Unconditional. And like all of that. Like. Oh yeah. So I kind of roll over cause I'm like, what is this feeling? And, and I remember when my eyes were closed, um, I hadn't opened them yet. Um, there was just like this glow. Oh, <laughs> speaking of love. <laughs> oh, that's my kid. Um, yeah, like that, that kind of love. Um, so I, I rolled, I rolled over in bed and I just, I remember the glow, um, there was this like warm candlelight glow and I opened my eyes and the whole entire room was illuminated with an orange glow. And at the foot of my bed was a boy and he was, he was a black boy and was beaming love at me. And he was probably about eight, nine, 10 years old. And I just remember thinking like, Oh, hi, cool. Hi. And I just like any normal person that has just had a paranormal experience, I just turn over and go right back to sleep. Cause I felt comfortable. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And I rolled over and I went to sleep. <laughs> oh my God. I just I can't even with you. I, I know. <laughs> Oh, hey, okay. Good night. Oh, that's nice. Hi. You're good. It was. It was like that. I just, uh, I mean, just wait until you have that experience, Joy. You'll see. No. And, uh, nope. <laughs> well, what's no, interesting is, like, it's possible. You know what I mean? It's possible to experience that. And I've experienced that one, two, three times. Wow. A, a loving spirit that likes me. Two of the experiences were people I know. This one was not, unless I knew them and I didn't realize what was happening. But but I mean, yeah. you had been going there for a while, mm-hmm. um, so they'd probably seen you for a while. They knew you took care of the house. They were happy yeah. there, and they were probably like, "Listen, the other lady that is here does not give us the time of day." <laughs> <laughs> but I you. feel like you might pay a little more attention. <laughs> Maybe well, yeah. I think- I wonder if it also is because you understood the importance of that house blessing, yeah. well, you yeah. know, and you were like, we need to keep this. And you were the one that no, 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 this is important for this house. Mm-hmm. And well, it's, I, I feel like that's also kind of respecting the history and respecting the house itself. Yeah, totally. So if you can imagine, like I'm, I'm, I'm mulling about, I'm like, what, who was this kid? Like, how did he die? And because, you know, I, 
to Evan Kindred Spirits, I'm like, you know, I'm going to go, I've got to figure this out. But I didn't get anywhere. I didn't get anywhere at all when I tried to research the history. And I knew that, you know, Maryland, um, with the age of the, the I, I didn't get a read on the era. I, I couldn't tell. I kind of remember that he was, what he was wearing. I mean, I can't really tell what he was wearing because he's glowing orange. I mean, he was glowing so bright that the mm-hmm. entire room was glowing orange. The whole place. So I didn't really research it. Um, and I thought, you know, maybe he lived there. Maybe he didn't live there. Maybe he worked there. Um, maybe he was, like, enslaved somewhere. Um, but, you know, that's just assuming things because of his race. So I... I didn't look any any further into it. I just accepted it and and felt the love. And I still feel it. I can still pull on that energy, which is amazing. But That's here's so the kicker. Cool. Yeah. Here's okay. the kicker. There's more to this story. What? Probably about two years ago, two three maybe two three uh, times a blur when you have kids, right? So like maybe about five years ago, <laughs> five yeah. years ago, let's say then, um, my wife and I go to visit. And when we're there, Chrissy um, had a history of working with people who would come over from Eastern Europe and then um, would need a place and then uh, would help her with the farm and then move on, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and there was this guy staying with, uh, with her who was the boyfriend of the woman that was working with her. And he was sleeping in the room where um, next to where I had this experience, but I had, I used to go back and forth. I have this history, obviously, of changing rooms. So I go back and forth <laughs> between the, the two rooms. Um, but he was sleeping in the room that was my favorite one. Um, and he pulled me aside and he was like, I can't do a European accent. But he was like, you know. Wait, where uh, was he from? Uh, oh, crap. Is it? He might have been from Serbia. Okay. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, maybe certainly is the novel. Anyway, so I would freak them out <laughs> all the serves out that Chrissy knew because I, I know how to say hello. Um, anyway, so he pulls me aside um, because even though Chrissy isn't about these these stories, right, so much, she would tell people what I had experienced in the house, okay? Right. right? I know Chrissy. She's just <laughs> full, full of crap. She would love that. She would love it. So he pulls me aside and he's like, So, so, um, tell me, tell me about the experience. I look at him and I'm like, What are you talking about? He's like, Do you think this house is, you know, I'm like, another seer? I'm like, No. I'm like, Have you had experiences here? Because at this point, I feel like I'm the only one having experiences and I'm the crazy one. And he's like, He's like, Okay, sit down. I'm like, okay. He's like, I was driving the lawnmower around the front of the house. And he was like, and I felt compelled to look up to the second floor windows. Uh. And he, he goes, so I stopped the lawnmower and I look up. And there he is, a little black boy standing in the window. And I uh. looked at him and I'm like, oh my God, someone's corroborating my story. There's like... So immediately I'm like, okay, who's playing a joke on me? Who told, like, are they, are they messing with me? You know, I was like, you know, what did, how old did he look? And he was like, yeah, about like eight, eight, nine, something like that. And I'm like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. So I 
immediately, like that night, I think I started recording things, um, like my experience about what was happening. But yeah, I called, I called the local archives. I called like or the library. You know, I started doing research. So I'm like, I have to get to Vavos. I go on Facebook. And so I don't even remember how I did it, but somehow I found the previous owner and I think it was what? John Waters, John Waters producer, dude. What? <gasps> yeah. Oh I'm my like, God. No, this is so cool. Cause John Waters is outside of Baltimore, you know, like a big deal. Anyway, somehow I get in touch with the person or one of the people that lived in the house, like, uh, before Chrissy bought it and managed to talk on the phone to him. And I said, Hey, you know, had any weird experiences like oh no 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 weird experiences in the house and i'm like oh okay but then out of nowhere he's like ah you know like but you know that weird room up there and i said yeah with the he's like yeah with the door to the attic he's like you know that used to be a little bit like reconfigured and i'm like you think like he's like it was a little bit different than it is now because he had been by and stopped by before Uh um before Chrissy moved in. Um, and he's like, and I only knew the house uh, when it had the one edition because they put another edition on it in the front in the 90s. And he's like, it used to be what we called the cabin. He's like, I have a fond, fond memory of the cabin. He's like, you know, but that one room, like that one room's so bizarre. Um, he's like, you know, um, they used to hide slaves in there, right? What? I said, oh. I said what? And then he's like, yeah, it was on the the um, Underground Railroad, that house. And Shut um, up. I'm like, no way, this is crazy, you know, like, and I don't want to assume things, okay, guys, because, like, I, I don't want to be a jerk, like, I'm not trying to assume, but at the same time, I, my, to me, I was like, you've got to be kidding me, like, what, no. if that, what if that kid was a part of that scenario, and he came back because it was a good place for him in his past, I mean, that's amazing. Who knows? If, if he was involved, it might not have even been. I mean, he could have passed away there. If he could have gotten sick on the way. Right. I mean, and, and I don't know because I didn't get a read on his era. But at this, at the same time, like you never know. And I just thought it was significant that this guy told me out of nowhere. Like you know, if you're you're digging, not really out of nowhere. But I mean, I was asking him if there was any yeah. type of thing that was happening in the house and. He said, not like ghosts or anything, you know, but there is that room. And to tell me the history, I thought that was right. so cool and, and so neat. Before, I mean, you didn't tell him what you saw or what. No, no other, I never yeah. told him what I saw. So right. if he listens to this, he's going to know. But right. I, never told, I, ne- I never told him what, what I saw. I just wanted to know if he had any experiences, if there is anything. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a weird room that maybe if it had been configured differently would have been easy to miss if you were looking through a house. Yeah. So that makes sense. That's insane. That's absolutely bonkers. Yeah. And it's really neat. So, you know, after uh, doing some, some research, I learned a lot more about the history of the area and how important it was to that time and, and that movement to, to free, um, slaves from the south and even from the the baltimore region right because i mean once they cross that line uh, up north then you know there's a little more hope 
So anyway, I just kind of try, like, I, I know it's, it's connecting a, a bunch of things and assuming things, but at the same sure, time, sure. Yeah, I think it would be, it would be really neat if that, that was part of the story, but mm-hmm. regardless, that led me to, to research, you know, I was knew there's just something about the house. There's but you know, yeah. Question. Um, mm-hmm. When you were first describing the house, you said that it was partially built into the side of a hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was it like a, a large hill or was it just like more like a mound sort of like raised area large hill so okay. it was like it went it went oh. from, there was like you see couple, where i'm going with this do you know why i was asking that emily is that why you made that noise i mean i feel like with especially when there's so much history and you were saying Kat, that there's been like wars and like people have lost their lives and there's essentially mm-hmm. blood in the soil you know it's part of the earth I was wondering if it was more like a uh, Native American burial. Ooh, if it's a hill in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah, they just look like hills. So but if it was I got, a really tall one, I would imagine, no. Well, it's funny you said that. <laughs> funny you should say that. Funny you should <laughs> well, we got the, we, No, we got the same experience there, too. Like, So I remember thinking that there was something that felt... Um, so I, I just felt the same way. Let's just put it that way. I felt wow. the same way at some point um, that behind the house down in the hill, so you backed up to a state park, right? And then the state park went to the river and then oh, the river, oh. okay. you know, so there was and, uh, and a hill and a river <laughs> and power lines, power lines less than a mile away. Like, I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of things that were, were fascinating. Um, but before we moved, this is the the cherry on top. Before Chrissy moved, um, wait into the place or out of the place? Out of the place because she okay. sold it. Um, <laughs> the poor new owners. I wonder if they're gonna listen to this. Um, <laughs> well, you didn't get the address. It's fine. There's a home blessing and a portrait. I think you might want these. Uh, yeah, you uh, never know. They might be having the same experiences. I like, know. What? Well, before she moved, we went to visit one last time and she said that she was walking to the barn and she said out of the corner of her eye, she said she sees a, she saw a, an orange light go from the top of the barn Oh. Bounce down around the side of the barn and ah. take off rapidly into the inside of the barn. And I stopped her from talking and I said, was it the size of basically like a basketball? And she said, yeah. And I said, was it like, you know, and I'm thinking like his height. I'm like, was it like right about, you know, here? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and did it move like it was walking? And she said, yeah. And I'm like, cool dude you saw a ghost and she's like i think i did (laughs) she's a believer i'm I'm like crying i'm like tearing hearing that Mm -hmm. the whole rest Mm -hmm. of it i didn't but just that one oh that moved you got me i don't know yeah so she so he's still there um and it's still it's got its share of um, you know, like creepiness, but also this kind of really beautiful memory. And that, that place is, is 
gorgeous. It's to die for you guys. It's gorgeous. It's what amazing. is orange in a aura? What does that mean? Let me Google that. I don't know what orange is. <gasps> orange aura means oh. that you are radiating happiness, joy, warmth, and vibrancy. It signifies that your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual self is strong and balanced. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I'm really angry that that <laughs> painting is gone. I know. I, know, I want to see it. I'm like such a freaking like archivist that I'm like, don't throw any old shit away ever. I was insane. I I felt I felt devastated. I remember feeling I remember feeling devastated and like, oh no no no, you don't do that. Like right. ha- like I remember feeling betrayed. Like how. I love I love Chrissy's mom dearly, but I just remember thinking like no, how she's a monster. Do how, do you do like, how do you do that? How do you do that? Wait, what's what's her mom's fun. name again? What's her mom's name again? Karen. She's wonderful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why is that so funny? Hey. Thank you, cool cat and cool cat. (laughs) No, thank you. The pleasure is mine. Um, (laughs) Thanks for having me. This is really fun. Y'all keep keep it on. Well, let's let's finish this uh, with what we've been doing since this shitstorm unicorn of a pandemic started affecting everyone's lives. Yes. Um, What are the three things this week, the three simple things this week that you've found gratitude in? Who's going? Kat, you go first. The residuals. The residuals. The residuals. Yay! I do my dishes. I put in my um, AirPods and I listen to you guys. Oh my God! I love it. I love it. I love it. Go shows. All of it, you guys. Um, no, I'm great. I'm grateful for what you're doing because it, it. There are a lot of folks out there who have experiences, and it might give them a place to think and talk about it. Yeah. Um, so, I'm grateful for you both. Thank I you. Love you. Thanks. Joy, you want to go? Um, I I know that I have been flippant with my gratitude um, in other podcasts. However, um, I am actually really grateful that. Even though it sucks, I have been home and have, like, been able to actually make some gardening happen. Oh, yes. You're planning. I don't have a yard. So everything is, like, squished next to the one, like, kitchen window that gets light. But, like, I sprouted a kidney bean from, like, a Goya bag, and that motherfucker <laughs> has like two tiny beans growing on it already. Where to go? Yeah, you're like a magic. It's. I'll have to. I'll have to post pictures because like pictures five weeks ago there was like one little thing in a pot on my kitchen like counter, and now there's like twenty pots of things growing. And That's I'm amazing. Sort of. I've never ever had a green thumb before, so now that I'm home all the time, I like just move things like a few inches every couple hours. So it has sun all the time and I can like take care of them and 
Um, so I, I'm grateful for uh, realizing that I can do things with gardening and maybe if I have a yard someday I could actually grow some real food. That'd be cool. Two more things. It's two more things. Um, I'm also grateful for... Oh, see, now I've lost it again. I'm going to have to be a jerk. I'm also grateful for um, showers because I forgot how great they were because I took one in the last, like, two weeks. Babes, that's and not being a jerk. That's something That's something to find gratitude in. Trust like, me. You guys can see my hair. Um, usually, it looks good. <laughs> it's because I washed it. <laughs> I mean, whatever works, dude. <laughs> it's just hanging <laughs> the way that it wants to, but it, it's, it's clean. Um, Did you cut it, too? I do cut it myself. I haven't had a haircut since like 2017. Probably somebody else. Yeah. Um, I'm also really grateful for my husband because he does all the laundry. Yeah. I haven't gone to the laundry room in months. I want a husband. (laughs) (laughs) I'll cut that out so your wife doesn't hear you saying that. No, no, leave it in. Leave it in. It it spices up our marriage. Oh my god! I mean, as long as they're fine with sleeping on a couch all the time, like yeah, you don't fine. have to get yeah. another uh, house or anything. You Isn't that where husbands sleep? Yeah, basically, mm. it's kind of true. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm grateful that cat. I, I speak to you like numerous times every day of the week, and it makes me so fucking happy. I am grateful for technology, for the ability for us to still do this show. And, you know, one of the things, I've worked in entertainment now since 2003, and I started by working in music. And the reason why I love it, and the reason why I especially loved working in live music, was that you got to be a small part of something that, when it was showtime, you could look out and there was a sea of people that were all forgetting about their lives just for a few hours, um, no matter what was going on in it. And I'm hoping that listening to us for whatever amount of time it is that our show is, that it gives people a chance to switch off yeah, and not forget what's going on, but just be able to switch off and listen. Escape. Yeah, a little escape. Yeah. So those are two things I'm, I'm grateful for. Okay, I'm going to add, I'm going to do four. Number three is my <laughs> husband for taking care of our kid, especially Bobby right now. Cat. I mean, all day, every day while I'm working. And <laughs> she's three and it's been really rough. So, um, Dude, but I'm also really grateful for Cheetos. Yeah. The family size bag of Cheeto yeah. Puffs. I'm going to have to yeah. get some. Bye oh, bye. Hold on. I'm no, okay. I like too. the OG ones. This crunchy shit. No, thank you. I like the OG ones. Whatever, man. I crunchy used to ones like the with this girl I knew, no. but then we broke up over Cheetos. <laughs> I eat half a family size bag for breakfast most mornings with my caffeine free boomer diet coke. <laughs> is the direct result not of Emily listeners that is not her fault it is because of the production world that she has been working in yeah. for so many years living that's all they of give you. yeah living off of crafty has conditioned me to eating a basic meal of potato chips mm-hmm. soda 
and fun size Snicker bars. And old apples occasionally, right? That's fruit. Why would I eat fruit? What is the fruit basket sometimes they have? (laughs) All right, my lovelies. Well, until next time. Thank you. Wait, send us your stories. The residuals podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram at the underscore residuals underscore podcast. And uh, tune back in next time. And there's a helicopter over my house. I feel like Ray Liotta over here, but I don't see the helicopter. It's our house. (laughs) Okay. I love you guys. I got a kid who's upset. I got to go. I will see you guys soon, okay? And then don't be afraid of the dark. But I will. Love you guys. Bye. Amazing stories from true life experience.